Spirit. Amen? Amen. All right, all right, all right. So before I get into 1 Corinthians, uh, the letter of, of uh, 1 Corinthians, I want to remind you guys. Actually, I want, I want to test you guys. See if you guys remember my last message. The last message I preached was on what? Was on the, was on the, the letter of the book of 1 Corinthians. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Don't worry about it. So the last message I, I, I preached on was on the book of 1 Corinthians. And I gave you some background on it. You guys remember the background on 1 Corinthians? There, there you go. Corinth was a nasty place. Yes, it was. It was a, it was a, it was a city much like Chicago. Okay, it was a, it's a city. It's the ancient city of Greece. No longer exists. And it was it was right. It was so it was full of politics. It was full of uh, of businesses because like the uh, the sea was right there, so business was coming shipping in and shipping out. So it was really uh, a very busy upcoming uh, town. And it said that the population of Corinth was anywhere between 100,000 to 600,000. It was a big city, man. It was huge. It was, I'm telling you, it was a city just like Chicago. And the city was very, was known mainly for what? Does anybody remember? Their what? One more time. Sexual impurity, sexual immorality. Okay, they had they had the god, the, uh, the main goddess that was worshipped there was the goddess Aphrodite, the goddess of what? Love. Of love, the goddess of love. Somebody say love. love. Yeah, <laughs> the goddess of love. Okay, and they had um, prostitute priestess. Okay, so priests that were women that just happened to be prostitutes as well, and that and them being prostitutes was supposed to glorify their goddess Aphrodite. So it was very much filled with sexual immorality, very uh, a perverted place. And um, Paul was going there, and he said, you know what? I'm going to build my church here. Can I get an amen? amen? I mean, can you imagine that Chicago without any churches? Just imagine, okay? Because, I mean, uh, let's just be real now. There's a lot of churches out there that ain't doing squat for the city. They ain't, they ain't doing a darn thing for, for the, the neighborhoods. They ain't doing a thing for nobody. They're just there being frozen chosens. They might have been chosen by God, who knows, but, but so far they're not, they're not accepting that calling. They're just sitting there. I'm a Christian, that's it. I'm, as long as I'm doing what I have to do, I'm good. As long as I get to heaven, I'm okay. You see, what if everybody had that attitude? I wouldn't have been saved. I wouldn't be on this stage preaching to you right now. Imagine Chicago without any churches. It would be worse than Corinth. Ten times worse, man. Murder rate would go up. Fatherless children would go up. Sexual immorality would go through the roof. You know what I mean? We have abortion now, killing millions of babies a year. Now, specifically, I'm gonna, I want to map down uh, what Paul did. Because who's Paul? An apostle. What's an apostle? A church planter. Good job, Jasmine. Good job. So an apostle is a church planter. So Paul was an apostle slash a church planter, okay? And, and uh, he was, he was, uh, he was uh, persecuted the church very much. You guys remember that, right? He persecuted them. He, he drew them out. He beat them. He, he, he threw them in jail. And the Lord came up to him. And he said, Saul, Saul, because that was his name before. Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he had an experience with God. He had an experience with Jesus Christ. And he got saved at that moment. And he accepted the Lord into his life. And he was forever changed. 
And then he became a disciple and then an apostle, a church planter. Amen. So, sister, if you could put on the, the map, the first one, put them in order, please. I want to show you really quick uh, a picture of, of, the, of the world, basically. When, as soon as Susie gets there. So Paul, an apostle, also known as what? A, a church planter. Amen. So there you go. All right. So this is a, the, the, uh, a map of the world, right? South America, North America, and Mexico. Here you got Africa. Now, we're going to be targeting right here. This is Turkey right here. Okay, this is the Middle East. This is Italy. This is Spain. A little geography lesson there. Amen. All right. Remember what I said, right? Hebrews 6.1, if you don't know the scripture... Get it right, all right? We're gonna lead, we're gonna, I'm going to go ahead and teach you things, all right? You guys need to learn this, all right? This is biblical geography right now. Now, this is what we're going to be focusing on right here. This is Turkey, okay? So, sister, go to the next slide for me, please, so you know what part of it. So, we're right here. This is Italy, okay? Now, what are we going to be focused on right here, okay? Now, Paul started his, his, uh, his journey around this area. Now, sister, go ahead and go to the next slide for me, please. I want to go step by step so you guys know exactly where we're at. Now, Italy is right over here. Oh, no. Yeah, over there. This is Africa right here. Right? Yeah. Sorry, I can't see. That. Oh, this is a huge screen. Anyways, all right. So right here at this moment, um, Paul is in, is in uh, Tross. Tross. It's, hard, it's not a hard time to pronounce. Now, and then he had a vision of a man from Macedonia saying, Paul, we need your help here. We need your help here. This is Macedonia, right up here. That's Macedonia. He said, Paul, we need your help. And Paul accepted that as a calling from God. So what did he do? He picked up his things. He took Silas and Timothy. Everybody say Silas, Silas. and Timothy. Timothy. Now, Silas and Timothy are, are, are who? What people? What kind of people? Disciples. Silas specifically was a colleague of, of uh, Paul. They were, they were good friends. They were peers. But Timothy, more specifically, was a disciple of Paul. Okay? Like, I have my disciples, my fellows, right? It's like, I'm Paul and they're Timothy type of thing. You know what I mean? All right? Amen? So he started his journey, and he went all the way over there, all the way to Philippi. You see that? Philippi. Uh, he, uh, he planted a church there. Paul planted a church there and wrote a letter in the Bible called what? Philippians. Right? Easy. There you go. All right. And then he went all the way back, all the way over here to Thessalonica, where he wrote the two letters of Thessalonians. Amen. And then he came all the way down, all the way. And so he went from Philippi. I mean, obviously he went to all these places where it's marked. Right? Philippi, Thessalonica. But I want to point out the place where he planted specific churches uh, to the point where he actually wrote letters to them. Okay? Thessalonica. And then he went down all the way, Athens, a big city, and then to Corinth, right here. Right there, baby. Corinth. That is a city. You see how it's just, it's like set, it was purposely set there to prosper. Look at all that sea, all that ocean around it. All these lands for trade. It's a very busy city. And Paul stopped right there. Now he averaged in each city about a year, roughly, just under a year if that. But in Corinth, he was, now, uh, Paul was getting very discouraged. Paul was getting very discouraged. And then 
the Lord came up to him and he told him, don't you go anywhere. Mm-mm. Don't you go not one place because these people need to hear the gospel. These people, you're going to see your fruit, he said. You're going to see this town prosper. So he stayed there for a year and a half. A year and a half he stayed there. And he, he turned out to love that city, you guys. He turned out to love that city. Now that's some background, okay? Now, at the time that he wrote uh, the, the, the first letter of Corinthians, he was in Ephesus. Right there, he was there for roughly two years, and he was teaching in a school, okay? He was teaching in a school. And at that time when he was in Ephesus, um, he got news of the, of the Corinth church saying that, man, they're all jacked up. <laughs> they, are, they are teaching false doctrines, which was what I, the last message, you guys remember that? They were, they were teaching false doctrine, false teachings, meaning they were, they were teaching that the resurrection of Christ never existed. Remember that? Never happened. So he had to set them straight. He also learned about them uh, boasting in the spirit, boasting in tongues and boasting in, in a prophecy, really, but mainly in tongues. Now that's where we're going to get to our scripture. Now everybody turn to me. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse uh, 22. Let me get an amen with you there. Amen. All right, all right. Now, he's, he is uh, directing them right here. He says, tongues then are a sign not for believers. Okay, focus on not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is for the believers, not for the unbelievers. Verse 23. So if the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in tongues and someone who do not understand, or some unbeliever comes in, will they not say that you are out of your mind? But if you, but if an unbeliever or someone who does not understand comes in while everybody is prophesying, and prophesying is, is you know, having words uh, from the Lord, either for the future or what you're going through right now. So if, uh, if that unbeliever comes in while everybody is prophesying, he will be convinced by all by all that he is a sinner and will be judged by all. Verse 25, and the secrets of his heart will be laid bare. So he will fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. Now we're going to scroll all the way down to verse 31. For you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. The spirits of prophets are subject to the control of prophets. And verse 32, the spirits of prophets are subject to uh, control of prophets. I meant 33, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. Now, I know that scripture could be very confusing. It was for me. It was for me. And uh, now I want to break this down for you guys. I want you guys to really understand this. Now, what he's saying with, let's see, uh, verse 22, sister, can you scroll up, please? Now, he's saying with verse 22, a little higher, please. Thank you. Tongues that are assigned for unbelievers or believers? Be- uh, tongues are signs for unbelievers. Okay? Now, 
what does that mean? He's like, he's like what? What do, you, what do you mean it's for unbelief? It's like when people come in, they're going to hear us speak, hear us speak in the tongues and be like, that guy's going crazy, like it says in verse 24, right? But if an unbeliever or someone who doesn't understand comes in while everybody is prophesying, oops, I meant verse 23, so if the whole church comes together and everybody speaks in tongues and some who do not understand or some unbelievers come in, will they not say that you are mad, you are out of your mind, that you're crazy, right? That's what I, that's what I was thinking. But you see, it wasn't meant for the believers. It wasn't meant for us. What was going on in Corinth is that people who were baptized in the Spirit went around and be like, Shikabumba, in your face. I can speak in tongues. Shikabumba. What's up? What you got? You know what I mean? I'm baptized. You know what I mean? They were abusing it. Instead of honoring it and thanking God for it, they were boasting in it. You see, and instead of focusing on the unbeliever that walks in the church, they were focusing on each other. Therefore, it wasn't, it wasn't for the believers. It was for the unbelievers. Because back then, when you spoke in tongues, people were supposed to come in and be like, what? What is going on? And they felt the presence of God, and they were supposed to say, oh, my Lord, the presence of God is in this place. Because what happens when we speak in tongues? What happened today during the prayer, those of you who came at 645? Glory came. Glory came. You see, we feed off, the, off of that. We feed off of that, yeah. So you can kind of say it is for us in a way, but mainly it's for the unbeliever that comes in, that sees that person fall in the spirit, slain in the spirit. Can I get an amen? amen. You guys have a better understanding now. So prophesying is therefore for the believer. It sounds so opposite, right? It sounds so opposite. But prophesying See, if I prophesy over one of my sisters or one of my brothers, I, I'm going to, it's supposed to um, uplift them, give them words of encouragement, saying, look, the Lord's telling me that, man, you're going to go to the nations. <sighs> if somebody told you that you were meant to go to the nations as a word from God, whoo, my heart, boom, bam, oh, send me now, Jesus, you know what I mean? Come on, Lord. You know what I mean? Now, when, when, uh, when I had that vision of me, I was three months late, when I had a vision of me going like this on the stage with this mic like that, and in my vision, I was praying. And I was, I was just praying. I was getting into God in the presence in my basement, and I was just all oh, on fire. And I had a vision that I was standing right there. Not, not me physically, but I, I, I envisioned the view right here in that corner, envisioning me going like this, just preaching. I really wish I remembered that message. <laughs> and then a month after that, I was, we were here in discipleship class, and then the elder Robin, you guys know who Robin is, right, the senior elder, uh, she, uh, Pastor Joe was like, what do you want to do in the ministry? And I was about four months saved in this time. I was like, you know what, Pastor? The Lord gave me a vision to be a youth pastor. And I declare that right now. I'll say it. You remember that, Susie? So I'm going to be a youth pastor. That's what I said. And then Robin said, can I say something real quick? Pastor was like, sure. And she was like, I didn't even know you at this time, but you just started coming to this church, and I saw you crying on that altar right here, guys. And she said God told her that's your future future youth pastor. That's what God told her, and I took that as confirmation. You see, that's, that's a word. That's prophecy. That's prophecy. That uplifted me. That I was like, woo! I was on, I was like going like this, 
just flying, man. I was on fire. And after that, I started seeking God more and more and more. Why? Because prophecy is meant for the believer. It's meant to uplift you. It is meant for you to know that your calling is true and that the will of God is for you and for you and for you. It is for the believer. But you see, but if an unbeliever, verse 24, or someone who does not understand comes in while everybody is prophesying, he will, not, uh, he will be convinced by all that he is a sinner and he will be judged by all. You see, because in his secrets, the secrets of his heart, that was the secret of my heart, right? I wanted to be a youth pastor, but specifically a sinner that is not saved, an unbeliever, will be exposed and be laid bare, will be right there, naked. You see, and a good example, that, that basically what Paul is saying right there, I know that's the confusing part, isn't it? Paul is saying that, you know what, even though prophecy is meant for the believer and speaking in tongues is meant for the unbeliever, it could go both ways. It can. And I'll show you, and I'll give you an example of that, of prophecy being for the unbeliever. See, because prophecy was given to me as a believer. Now, prophecy given to an unbeliever was Griselda, the pastor of the young adults ministry. She was sitting right there, right there, where you're sitting, right next to Destiny. And a, and a pastor called her out. You came down. You're going through this. You're going through that. You're thinking about doing this. But the Lord's telling you not to do that. What did he do? Verse 25. And the secrets of her heart were laid bare. It was laid bare right there. Bam. You see, so that's proof right there. That just because prophesying was meant for the believer, God will be glorified by the unbeliever. You understand me? Can I get an amen? The secrets will be laid bare. So he will fall down and worship God. I'm telling you right now, as soon as I found out that I was going to be a youth pastor, fell down on my face when we started, when we started uh, praying and worshiping. Bam. When uh, Griselda, Pastor Griselda, when her sins were exposed and laid bare, she fell down on her face. She was like a tomato, so red. <laughs> and what did she say? What did she declare to herself? Verse 25, God is really among you. Metro praise. And elevate, I am here to tell every single one of you. You guys witnessed prophesy, some of you. Every single one of you witnessed speaking in tongues. God is really among you, elevate. God is here. God is right here, right now, for you, for me. Just as much as he's here for me, he's here for you. And he loves you. Brother, he loves you. He loves you, man. Every single one of you. Just as much as he loves me. Just because I'm a youth pastor with this mic in my hand, declaring my calling in Christ, does not mean he loves me more than he loves you. No. No, 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 no. Not even close. The only difference is that I'm declaring that love. Not on myself, but on every single one of you. And everybody else that is out there. You see, I was talking to these two kids today while we were, while we were witnessing and I, I went up to them. I'm like, what's up, guys? How's it going? And they looked at me. They're like, what's up? What do you want? This one kid in particular. Boy, ooh, he had a little attitude. Mm. Man, uh-uh. I was going to go. You know, remember that old school one? Took off my belt. 
boy, didn't your mama ever spank you? I'm gonna, mm, boy. Anyways, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, way out there. Anyway, this boy was very disrespectful. I'm gonna call him a boy. That's what he was. He was a boy. And I said, he's like, what do you want? I'm like, brother, I'm here to share the word of God with you. Is that cool? And they started laughing. And he's like, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God. I was like, all right. That's cool, man. And then he started trying to test me, trying to test me. And I'm just sitting there. I'm giggling to myself. I'm like, brother, like, you, like I never heard this before. Like, you're the first one. Yeah, I don't know what he was, like 14, I don't know, something like that. Whatever, I'm not going to get into that. But anyways, he was, he was there just trying to throw down with me. And I'm just sitting there. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I love you, Jesus. You know what I mean? And I'm just giving him answers. I'm answering every question, answering every question, answering every question. And it got to the point where I'm like, you know what? Look, he, he, he said to me, look, whatever you have to say, I'm not going to believe in. Stop trying to convince me. I'm like, brother, I'm not here to convince you. I'm here to warn you. I'm here to warn you that if you do not accept Jesus Christ in your life, you will go to hell. And just because you don't believe in God, he believes in you very much so. Just as much as the devil knows that God exists and he believes in you going to hell, God believes in you going to heaven. And they, they stayed quiet. And I shared my testimony with them. And he said, you can't prove that God. I'm like, you know what? Mathematically, scientifically, no, nah, I can't prove it. Just like scientists can't prove the, the Big Bang. It's not, it's not proven. It's a belief. Just like our God is a belief. It's faith. I can't prove it to you mathematically, scientifically. No, but I can prove it to you with my testimony. And it's up to you if you want to believe me or not. And I shared my testimony. I shared how before I was even 21, I was an alcoholic. How I used to cut myself. How I used to hate myself. And as soon as I accepted Christ in my life, those desires were gone. That hatred for myself was gone. And the love of Christ was in me. And the love of Christ was around me. And he stayed quiet, both of them, just a guy and a girl. And I said, you know what, brother, I'm just going to leave you with that. You think about that. Just know that God loves you, man. I said, God loves the both of you. He loves you. And just remember, just because you don't believe in him, he very much believes in you. And he has a plan for you. Brother, God bless. Sister, God bless. And I left. I did my job. My hands are clean. My hands are clean. According to the, the book of Ezekiel, Old Testament, God was warning him. He said, if, you, if I tell you to, to witness to somebody and you don't do it, and if they go on for the rest of their life sinning and they die as a sinner, their blood is on your hands. This type of blood cannot be washed off. You see, if, if, I, if I get a paper and I start bleeding, I could just wash it off, right? Possibly even in my clothes, I could just wash it off. But this type of blood cannot be washed off. So let that be a warning for some of you right here. Those of you who, who are disciples and, and wanting to reach the world, if God tells you to reach somebody, you reach that person. I want to share a testimony with you when I was in California. I was, I was walking with my, with my partner, a real cool girl, man. Her name is Chris, uh, Christine awesome girl man she was just uh we had a team and we had a split up and we were both going we both had this person right there we just walking to that person and i and i looked and i saw another guy with headphones coming and my body just went i didn't even control it my body seriously just turned i was like oh okay (laughs) 
I said, you, want, you want to dance with me? I'm like, okay, God, all right, let's do it. All right, so he moved me, and the girl just kept on going. She looked up, and she's like, well, what, what happened? And I witnessed to this guy, and I'm like, man, God sent me to you, brother. That wasn't me. And what, what was happening over there, Zach, it was a healing crusade. And we were out there outside, and, um, and uh, what we were doing, basically just inviting the whole neighborhood. And this neighborhood is very, very much equivalent. The, 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 the school itself is, is a place right in the middle of, uh, I could say, like uh, a place like Ohio Park. It's, it's like half of Humble Park and half of Ohio Park. It's the hood, man. I'm telling you, it's the hood. Okay? But it's weird. You know how, like, Ohio Park is nothing but, but African Americans, right? And the Humble Park is nothing but Puerto Ricans, right? Pretty much. It's like, it's like so divided. But in that neighborhood, it's like the Mexicans living right next to the black guy. You know what I mean? This guy's blowing some crunk music. The other guy's like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, man, this is weird. You know, it's not, this ain't happening in Chicago. You know, they hate each other almost. At least these guys have peace with each other in a way. I don't know if you want to call that peace, but whatever. Anyways, and um, so I, I, I invited him. I'm like, brother, I'm going to pray for you. And we prayed for him. And I told him, man, this was not an accident. The, God, the Lord told me to come to you. And he ended up coming that night. And he ended up getting saved. He ended up getting saved. Not just saved, but rocked. Rocked. And I got it filmed. Boy, I got it. Yeah, I got it filmed. Yeah. You know that little camera that Pastor Joe had that he always carries around with him? He gave it to me to just a film. I'm like, oh, show Pastor, all right? So I'm like filming all around. And people, I'm telling you, this crusade, demons were being casted out. People were being healed. It was amazing. It was awesome. People were worshiping. Oh, it was awesome, man. And, uh, and I just had the camera. And then uh, just uh, a girl I don't even know, man. She goes to the school. She's a student. Oh, I I. Ah, I, don't even, I don't even know her name. I just met her, like, said hi and bye. She came up to me. She was like, Adolfo, Adolfo. I'm like, what's up, what's up? And she was like, you, you witnessed to a guy, right? And you, you told him to come. His name was John. I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember John. He's like, he's here. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm running over there. I, he, he asked for her to get me. And, he, and by that time I got there, the pastor was already, one of the pastors was praying for him. You know what I mean? He already accepted the Lord. There was tears in his eyes. And it was awesome, man. I just prayed for him. Praise for the Holy Ghost to, to fall on him. It was awesome, man. And that just shows you, man. If, if what if what if I never went up to him? What if I was walking? My body turned right. I, it wasn't me. But then I'm like, what am I doing? I go back. And I look. I know if God's telling me, if God's telling me to go to that person, you know what I mean. My body didn't just sh- it shifted. Yes, but I know my target. The Lord is planted in my head. Right there. All right, that guy. But if my body turned, if I said, no, nah, I don't want to talk to that guy. I already planned to talk to this woman over here. I would have turned, but I knew God wanted me to talk to that person. And what if I never talked to him? He would have never accepted the Lord. That day at least, maybe in the future, who knows. But I know if he would have died as a sinner, not accepting Jesus Christ in his life, his blood would have been on my hands. And a judgment... Uh, judgment day would come, right? I would die on this earth. I would go to heaven. And I would be, I would be naked before the Lord. And he'll look at me. You remember that guy? Remember John? John was his name. But you didn't know that, did you? Because you never asked him for his name. You never went up to him. When I, you knew specifically that you were supposed to. His blood would have been on my hands. Let the fear of the Lord be instilled in you right now, disciples, men and women of God. 
Let it be still right now in Jesus' name. You guys, we are living in Corinth. Consider yourself Timothy, Timothy, Silas, and Paul. Paula, Timothy. <laughs> All right, Silesia. All right. Consider yourself those people. You are chosen men and women of God. God has a plan for each and every single one of you. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. It is up to you to fulfill that call. <sighs> you see, the only what's the difference between you and I? You see, I, I'm just what happened? We're both we're both sinners. We're both all born sinners, right? What's the difference though? We both fell. We both fell, right? I'm not even talking about uh, saved, not saved. I'm just talking about human beings. We're sinners, therefore we fell. But what's the difference? I got back up. And the Lord dusted my feet off. And he said, go and do my work until I tell you to stop. And go where I tell you to go. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. And sometimes it's hard, guys. Sometimes it's real hard. Sometimes your flesh is going to get one and get in the way. Nah, man, come on, bro. Ah, oh, it's 5 o'clock in the morning. You know, Birdo right here. Oh, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I'm so tired. This brother leaves prayer Tuesday to Friday, 4.30 in the morning. 4.30 in the morning. Woo! Man, I can't. Boy, that, that, I mean, come on. Now, you know what Splash is saying. Uh-uh, get back to that bed. All right? I mean, come on. Now, let's just be real. Am I right, brother? Can I get an amen from you? That's right. Let's just be real. His body's tired, and my brother don't get enough sleep as it is. You know what I mean? It's hard, bro. It's real hard. But we got to stay faithful. We got to stay faithful. Because you know what? Just like Paul saw something in Corinth to stay a year and a half, much longer than he stayed in any other place, almost any other place, just like he saw them and he loved them enough to write them, not one but two letters, to correct them, right? He could have just left them. He loved them so much. And he saw that city. He saw a vision of that city. And he planted the church there. He had to. He had to hear a word from God. He stayed faithful. That's just like God is with us in Chicago. You see, we're in a corrupted city. Very corrupt. The murder capital of the world, of the, of the nation. But God sees something in us. He loves us. He loves us way too much to let us stay the same. He loves us way too much to just let us stand still and wait for him. No, he has a plan for us. Amen. Amen. Elevate. Now, real quick, um, I forgot. D, I want you to come up and share your testimony if you wanted to, right? Amen. Give, give a hand of applause for, for D. Say, go D. Go D. No, say, go D, go D. Go Deanna. Go Deanna. It's not your birthday. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Well, I, I think I lost my hearing, dude. Hello? Oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Wait, I always wanted to do this. Elevate. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, man. <laughs> man, you just snuck up on me, dude, but that's okay. Um. <laughs> Can I get some water? No, I'll just play it. Anyways, um, <laughs> can you take my bike up? <laughs> just play. Uh, anyways, all right, anyways, anyways, serious. 
Amen. <laughs> All right, so I just wanted to share, you know, like, because uh, my trip to California is serious time now, girls. Come on, fellas. I mean, girls. But, um, yeah, anyways, so, um, man, I can't hear, but my trip in California, you know, um, it was, it was, man, it was amazing. You know, like, Adolfo was talking about how the healing crusade, you know, healing crusade. I'm talking about seeing the power of God, you know, just work through healing, like, a whole bunch of people, you know. And I don't know, just everything. Like, when I, you know, when I got saved, you know, like, I completely gave my life to God, you know. Like, I came from something that wasn't right, you know. So when I got saved, it was like, you know, kapow, you know, like, this this is God, you know, like, this is God, like, God's real, like, you know. And then when I went on this trip, California, I was, like, looking at, you know, people's faces being like, kapow, God's real. And I was like, damn, God's real, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, it's so weird, dude. <laughs> and, and, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Thanks for the support, guys. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right, so I was sharing over there, you know, um, before I went to California, uh, one of the things that I heard from God was, you know, you're needed over there. You're needed in California. Because I wasn't sure if I was going to go. You know, it's up to my mom. You know, I'm still a baby, you know, like still a little kid, you know. And um, it's completely up to my parents, you know. So one of the things I heard from God, you know, you're needed over there. So I asked my mom. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, what? Because my parents don't even let me sleep over, you know. They're strict. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I miss out on a lot, you know, through my childhood. But that's a different story. And, um, <laughs> and um, you know, like, so I hop on the plane, go and get over to Cali, you know. <laughs> and, you know, just meet a whole bunch of people, you know, like how it is over here. Elevate, you know, like it's it's like that, like in college, like everybody's on fire. Everybody's on so much fire, like in that environment, man, everybody's on fire. I'm talking about, you feel the fire. You be like, whoa. <laughs> you know, like, chicka bombo, you know, right when you step in, you know. And it's just, it's real encouraging, you know. And so, you know, like, I'm I'm just, you know, like, the first day, the first day, somebody, um, it's not even the healing crusade yet. Somebody who's been deaf from age 5 to 40 gets their, he- gets their ears healed, gets their hearing back. I'm like, what? The Healy Crusades tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm just like, they were just, you know, they just got, they just, you know, somebody prayed for them, you know. And I'm like, all right, so prayer, you know, prayer, all right, you know, prayer, you can heal, we can heal. Y'all can heal. Did you guys know that you can heal, dude? And I know, like, man, like, you don't, you, you hear it, like, you know, power of healing, pray for Holy Spirit, give you power of healing, speaking in tongues, prophesying. But I'm talking about you really can heal. If you put your hands on somebody and you believe it, you, they'll get their hearing back. They'll stop using that crutch, you know, like, but you got to believe. And so, like, my, my faith went up that first day. The next day, that's where the healing crusade happened. And I'm talking about just, man, like, people get, I'm talking about some, some lady, you know, like, she might have been so, you know, whatever by society, whatever, not, not loved, you know, whatever. And she's over there, the most undignified for God, the most undignified for God. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit just dwelling in her, just hit her, you know, like, she's on the chairs. I'm over here, I'm over here, you know, like, you know, just worshiping, doing my thing after the healing crusade. And this lady who walked in uh, in sin, got saved, she's over there on top of a chair worshiping God. 
She's over there. She's still on a chair, so the worst you see, see tears. She's over there. She don't care. She in front of the, the stage, the altar, in front of everybody. She don't care. I'm like, God's real? What? And I'm like, what? And then the next day, testimony after testimony after testimony. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Testimony after testimony. I'm, man, I'm like, people come in with fractures. This girl came in with with her wrist fracture. She's over there like this, holding the, the, the whatever fracture holder in her, in her hand. And the other hand, she's going like this. Look, I, I ain't fractured no more. She ain't fractured no more. And then the man like, and then, okay, it was 45 minutes ago. But man, just, man, like testimony after testimony. And like I said, when, when I got on that plane, you know, like, like it was like, you know, Deanna, you needed to, you need to go over there. You need it over there. Like, nah, you need to see who I am. You need, Deanna, you need to go over there to see who I am, who you're serving. This is the God we serve. This is, this is not a joke. You know, like when I got saved, I was on fire. When, well, you know, before the trip, I was on fire. But now I know this is not a joke. This is something serious. You gotta be, you better be praying every day. You better be praying every day if you want the power of God and the glory of God showing in you. You better be praying every day. You better be praying every day because, man, God is good, dude. God, man, he blew me away, dude, and I've been saved for, I'm already saved, and he blew me away. <laughs> I'm not even saved, and he blew me away. <laughs> but, nah, like, dude, man, like, I only been saved for eight months, man. Eight months, like, that's all I got, and just God, God, like, changed my life when I went to California. He changed my life because, man, just everything, man. I got faith, I got everything, and the blessings are just coming, dude, so, man. Y'all be doing the thing, okay? <laughs> Give the Lord a hand of applause for D. Come on. Amen. Come on, you guys do better than that. Come on. <laughs> Amen. And I want I want to touch on that. Sister, can you put my mic down, please? Uh, I want to touch on that on that uh, healing that, that D was talking about, that, that deaf man. You guys, this guy's been deaf. I don't know if we're talking about the same person, but I'll, I'll just say this testimony. A uh, man that we were just, all we were doing, all that we were told to do, was just flyer. We had all tons of flyers, and we, we were told to just flyer, you know, invite people to create safe. We're like, all right, you know what I mean? Because there was time for flying, there was time for witnessing, there was time for every other thing, you know what I mean? This is just, this is just an order that the school had. So we were there, and then uh, one of the brothers had it in him. was like, man, I, I want to pray for this guy. Like, we were just flying, right? We were just flying, and, and there was a guy just half a block down away. And all of a sudden, I see my brother, his name was uh, uh, Vic. His name was Vic. And he just go, just running. And I'm like, I'm like, are we shooting or what? <laughs> what's going on? I'm like, what's going on? And I used to see him go to like this, this uh, you know, he looks almost homeless. You know what I mean? And I just see him talking to him. I'm like, what the heck just happened? And this guy's been, basically, the Lord told him, run to him. Run to him. That's what the God told him to do. So he ran to him, and, he, and then he, it comes. Uh, the guy was like, he was like, Vic was like, hey, excuse me, sir, excuse me. And the guy just got done walking, and he was like, why is this man ignoring me? Hey, excuse me, sir, excuse me. And the guy just got done walking. So the guy in front of him, and he was like, sir, 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 and he was like, all right, God, you know, like he's deaf, deaf since birth. 
Steph since birth. The guy was like, can I pray for you? And they, he, like, obviously they can't communicate. So he, <laughs> he wrote uh, on the sister that was with us. Like, uh, he ended up, he said, give me your hand. He got a pen, started writing her hand. You know what I mean? Can I pray for you? And the guy was like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's pray. It's like, God can hear you. Do you believe it? He said, yes. And he's like, all right. So he prayed for him. And just in the, like, in the, like, not even, I don't know, just the beginning of the prayer, a, a, a little chihuahua starts barking up a storm right right behind them. I'm like, oh, man, this stupid dog, man. ruined this moment. But, and then this guy's deaf. And this dog is barking like it's crazy. And then the guy's like, I can hear the dog. I could, I could hear the dog. I could, I could hear the dog. He's going like this. <laughs> you can't? <laughs> oh, let's keep on praying. Let's keep on praying. And they prayed and they prayed and prayed. And that brother got healed. He got his, he got his hearing. I believe that the Lord put that dog there for a reason. When we, we, we thought it was an annoyance, it was actually clarification for the man to be glorified by God. Even a chihuahua can be used to be glorified by God. How much more, our brothers and our sisters, our men and women of God right here, how much more? Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. You know what I mean? God's good. Right, D? Amen, D? Amen. All right, amen. All right. Now, before we're going to end tonight, man, that was awesome. I love, I love this time, man. It was awesome just sharing testimonies, sharing how good God is, man. Um, you know what? Can, can I? Just one more person, just testify about anything and everything. Just one person. Any volunteers? Any volunteers? Since they've been saved, something that's been going on this week, or some struggles, just testify on how good God is. Come on, brother. Amen. Give Dobby a, a, a hand of applause. All right, so, yeah, everybody knows me, yeah. Like, so, like, I'm going to be graduating soon, you know, out of high school. Oh, nine? Oh, nine. Yeah, oh, nine. Seniors right here. And, um, was it, um, I'm just praying on my Lord, what is my calling? What should I do? Then, all of a sudden, like, you know, I just decided, okay, I'm just going to go to Triton College and then figure it out from there. But then I hear people telling me, you know, like, go to SUM and stuff, go to SUM. I'm like, whatever, I'll just, I'll go to Triton, you know, like, I want, like, a sure thing, you know, because SUM is full-time ministry, and, you know, if you're there, you're, you're there, like, full-time ministry. Then I remember I have, I got a word of God, a word of God. <laughs> I had I had a word from God, <laughs> um, from Ish, because I was praying. I'm like, Lord, give, let me know my calling. And then um, he's like, the reason, Ish came up to me, he's like, the reason why you don't know your calling, because it's more farther than you can ever imagine. And then, like, he's all like, oh, like, mighty warrior, you're a mighty warrior. Like, like I see, like, a multiple of souls, you know. Like, you know, a mighty warrior, like, like it's farther than you can imagine, you know. Anything that, that you think of ten times more, I'm like, man. So I'm thinking, I'm like, and I get it. Like, I'm praying and stuff. I'm hearing from God, like, you think you could do all this and not be all the way in it? So I'm like, okay. So now, then I was talking to my mom and stuff. And I'm like, mom. I'm going to SUM. 